1: Manifesting is using the power of your mind to change and create the reality you experience. And this is why I'm so passionate about this practice.
0: This is the book, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life by Roxy Nafusi, who I'm interviewing in this week's episode of Deep Dive, the weekly podcast where every week, it's my immense pleasure to sit down with entrepreneurs and academics and creators and other inspiring people, and we find out how they got to where they are and the strategies and tools we can learn from them to help build a life that we love. Now, over the years, this idea of manifestation has gotten lots of mixed reviews with some people saying it's like, like the work of the devil and other people absolutely swearing by it and saying it's completely changed their life.
1: If you are a skeptic, read my book. Like the person I want to read this almost the most is the skeptic. (laughs) At its core, it's about self-worth because the kind of biggest secret of manifesting, let's say, is that you manifest what you subconsciously believe you're worthy of receiving.
0: And so my conversation with Roxy Nafusi is all about breaking down exactly what is this manifestation thing? What are the seven steps to manifesting your ideal life? And what are the practical actionable things that we can do? that are science backed that can help us use the power of manifesting to achieve our own goals.
1: What it really allows you to do is become who you're supposed to be. It allows you to unlock your limitless potential and learn to be authentic and have the freedom to be yourself and learn to love yourself. And that for me is the, the real gift of it.
0: All right, Roxy, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: So you are, according to Forbes, the manifestation queen, <laughs> or words to that effect. And you've got these books, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life and Manifest to Dive, Dive Deeper, yeah. um, which have done fantastically, Sunday Times Best Seller and all, and all the fun stuff. So unsurprisingly, I was hoping we could talk a little bit about manifestation.
1: Amazing. I'm um, here for it. <laughs> so,
0: so my starting point for manifestation is mm-hmm. I tried reading The Secret, And I got about halfway through it and I was like, okay, reasonable, reasonable, reasonable. And then they started talking about how you can cure cancer through manifestation and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of turned me off the topic. Mm -hmm. But I've recently started to take some forays into the world of spirituality. Um, Also did an interview with our mutual friend Tara Swartz. And we talked a little bit about manifestation being actually legit and not just some woo-woo thing. So that's kind of my starting point. So yeah. I'd just love to ask you all the questions I have about manifestation. Um, we also put it out to our podcast Telegram community, and mm-hmm. we've got a bunch of questions from from the listeners just trying to understand this whole idea of manifestation. How Amazing. does that sound?
1: That sounds great. And honestly, I kind of love speaking to skeptics about this. And I, I always say, if you are a skeptic, read my book. Like The person I want to read this almost the most is the skeptic. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Okay, it's a good place to start then. So um, what is manifestation and why does it have such a kind of controversial connotation?
1: So manifesting is using the power of your mind to change and create the reality you experience. And I think that, you know, manifesting over the last few years, although manifestation, by the way, has been around for a century, you know, longer, like this is, if you think about Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, that was in 1917, it was like one of the first books of manifestation. There's been so many great philosophers and thinkers speaking about this uh, subject, so it's not new. But over the last few years, it's kind of had this resurgence. And because of things like TikTok, it's become this real trend. Now, the problem with when something becomes a trend is it becomes really devalued and people start to use the term manifesting in a way where it's not really understood or it's not used properly. And so people start using it in general conversation. So they'll just be like, oh, I manifested you know, this, this, or I manifested that, but not using the word actually as it's meant, Mm. but just using it as this kind of casual term. Um, Someone told me their daughter the other day was like, um, I manifested my Zara arriving and bless her, she's only young. Like she's, she doesn't know what it, what it means, but it's really, it's reached such a vast audience now that people are just throwing the word around. And so for me, I feel like I'm almost the PR of manifesting trying to do damage control because, uh, you know, it makes me sad in a way that such a an meaningful and important practice is being devalued in this way. And there are so many misconceptions around it, um, that are going to put people off. And to be honest, if I didn't know about the practice and I came along late and just heard about the trendy parts of it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be into it. Um, and these misconceptions include that it's uh, magical. There's something, some really magical woo-woo aspect to it. Um, other misconceptions are that it's about material possessions, and I think that really. You, you know, especially in, in a book like The Secret, that was part of it. It was this. But it was a different time then in the 80s, and that was part of the appeal then. We are in a different time now, but it was, you know, manifesting cars and money and, thing, and, and things that are just much more material, and this is actually a lot more meaningful than that. Um, and other misconceptions are that, you know, it's only for this kind of particular person. It's maybe perhaps for this kind of Gen Z generation or someone that is female and young and, you know, spiritually inclined. Whereas actually it is a practice that is absolutely for everybody, men, women, old, young, whatever demographic um, you're in or wherever you're from.
0: Yeah. So I guess for me, the skepticism comes from, uh, like, as you were, you were talking about, like hearing people just throw the word out, oh, I'm manifesting it, throwing that out kind of without, without like any, any, yeah, without anything, as any, anything associated with it. So what actually is manifestation? And I guess also how, how did you discover it? Like how did you end up becoming the manifestation queen?
1: (laughs) So what manifesting is, is it's a self-development practice. And to me, all of self-development and inner healing fall under this manifesting umbrella. So manifesting is essentially a way of living. And for me, my book isn't just a guide to manifestation, but it's a life guide. You can kind of live and breathe these steps that I that I lay out. And manifesting is essentially, at at its core, it's about self-worth because the kind of biggest secret of manifesting, let's say, is that you manifest what you subconsciously believe you're worthy of receiving. Okay, you manifest what you subconsciously believe you're worthy of receiving. And so, um, so at its core is, is self-worth. And so the kind of healing journey required for all of us to be able to feel that we are worthy of love and happiness and joy and abundance you know, is such a profound one for us all to go on. And this is really about – it's a practice about becoming – so empowered and so full of self-belief that you then make things happen and you are able to reach your goals and even be able to set your intentions and overcome challenges and embrace gratitude and live a better life.
0: Hmm. Okay. So I'd love to dig more into the details of what that means, but I guess first, how how did you end up getting into this?
1: Oh, so um funnily enough, I actually when I now I look back on it, my dad is uh was teaching me about quantum physics when I was like five. So I definitely feel like he kind of, he must've started that seed in me. Um, but growing up, I kind of had truly no self-worth. It was a very, I was not a happy upbringing or, you know, my teens were awful and, I won't go into any details about it now, but it was not a good time. And by the time I was then 18, I discovered cocaine and alcohol and cigarettes and I quickly fell into addiction. And that um, really kind of controlled my life for the next 10 years. Um, And by the time I was 27, I was just about to turn 28, it was May 2018, I had hit one of my many rock bottoms, but this was a particularly bad one, a particularly low point. And I called a friend of mine and I said, you know, I really don't know what to do. And she said, you should listen to this podcast on manifesting. And I was like, oh my God, I'll try anything. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll listen. So I listened to it and something in me just clicked. And I just went home and I started researching the practice and kind of learning everything I could. And what actually happened was two weeks later, on June the 7th, 2018, a man named Wade messaged me on a dating app. And on the 7th of June, 2019, a year to the day, our baby boy Wolf was born. Mm. Um, and after that, I, after Wolfie was born, I pursued a career. I wanted to be an inspirational speaker and basically use all my years of pain to help others, but the way I was changing my own life was through manifestation. And so I started organically kind of saying to what was quite a small audience at the time, um, do you guys want to learn about this thing I've been doing? And I started doing workshops, which turned into webinars over the pandemic. And I'd come up with my own seven step formula. And uh, yeah, then here I am. I mean, there's a lot wow. more work involved in between, but I here I am.
0: <laughs> so what was it like on in May 2018 when your friend said you should check out this podcast on Manifestation? Yeah. What was it about Manifesting that clicked, that clicked inside for you?
1: Um, it was that my self-worth was driving everything and I knew I had no self-worth. So on this podcast, they said that your self-worth was determining your outcomes and the reality you're living in. And I was like, huh, okay, so actually maybe I am manifesting but in the wrong direction. I have such low self-worth and I have so much self-loathing that I keep attracting these negative things into my life and I'm keeping myself stuck in this dark place and actually I'm going to stop being the victim of my own life and I'm Mm. going to take responsibility and I'm going to take charge.
0: What do you mean by had low self-worth or had self-loathing? Like what, what? What sort of stuff Um, were you you telling yourself?
1: I have, it's not something I really talk about often, but I have had severe body dysmorphia disorder for like my whole life. So I've been convinced that I'm an absolute monster, that nobody, I thought that nobody should look at me, that I was very embarrassed if anybody would, it was just a a severe self-hatred and despising who I was. And so that you get the inner critic that can come in and out, but mine is there... or has been. I mean, I'm thank you know so grateful to be on the other side of this, but my inner critic was there every moment of every day, um, and controlling my life, really controlling what I did. And so for me, the reason I was taking so much, so many drugs was because it was the only time I had an escape from that kind of monster in my mind that was so savage. Um, and it would stop me doing anything. I mean, I wouldn't go after opportunities. I would, you know, I would socialize differently. Like every, every everything that I was doing and every, the way I was perceiving the entire world and every relationship I had within it, whether that was friendship or romantic, yeah. was different because I hated myself so much.
0: Damn. <laughs> that sounds pretty terrifying.
1: Yeah, it was dark. It, yeah. it, you know, it's really tough. And so when I found manifesting, and this is why I'm so passionate about this practice, that. It really does heal. It's not just that, oh great, you get to manifest, you know, a promotion or this or that. You know, those things are the cherries on top. They're great. But what it really allows you to do is become who you're supposed to be. It allows you to unlock your limitless potential and learn to be authentic and have the freedom to be yourself and learn to love yourself. And that for me is the the real gift of it.
0: Mm. yeah, it really sounds like you're, you're you're like really passionate about it.
1: Yeah, I um. really am. <laughs>
0: So in, in, in your experience of, of teaching this stuff for, I guess, five, five years now, what other starting points do people come to manifest manifesting with? Like if someone's listening to this now and yeah. maybe they're not, they don't relate to the idea of like self-loathing or thinking yeah, they're a monster, yeah. what other thoughts might be going through someone's mind that something like manifesting could help with?
1: I think really anybody that is looking to make a positive change in their life, you know, to whatever degree that might be. So they might just think, you know, I'm stuck in a job that I really don't enjoy and I want to find... I want to do something different, but I also want to have the confidence to be able to make that leap or make that shift. It might be that they're in a relationship that makes them unhappy or that they're searching for, you know, their soulmate. It might be that they're feeling quite lonely and they're looking for, they want to have a new friendship group or be more open to making new friendships. Um, it might be, you know, it could anything, anybody that is listening that thinks, I want to take control of my life. I want to feel hopeful and excited for the future. I want to unlock my potential. I want to do better. I want to be my best. You know, it really is for anyone thinking any of those things. Hmm. Or anyone that even you know, there's a lot of people that come to manifesting actually that say to me they'll read the book or they say, "Do you know? I realised I've been always been manifesting. You know, I've always had that kind of like I've always felt lucky. I've always felt like good things happen, but actually now I understand the real process behind it. I can apply it better, um, and therefore get more out of my life."
0: It's May 2018. You've discovered mm-hmm. this podcast, and you you realise that whoa, like the outcomes I'm having are kind of dependent uh, based on my self-worth and because yeah. your self-worth was through the floor. It was like the outcomes that you had were, weren't ideal. Yeah. And then you said you went on this journey where you started reading and discovering and applying it to your life. Mm-hmm. So what did that, what did that journey look like over the next, let's say a few months?
1: So immediately after one of the first things I started doing was listening to affirmation playlists. So one thing I realized early on was that a lot of this was about reprogramming your belief system and the beliefs that you had about yourself. Ooh, and what do you, what do you mean? So uh, we all hold various beliefs and beliefs are thoughts that have been repeated so many times that they become, so they become a belief. So let's say you're told from a young age um, that you're, or, or or somebody makes you feel unlovable and you have formed that belief that you are unlovable or that you are not smart. You know, there was at school often, do you, there were lots of my friends who used to say, You know, I'm just not naturally smart, so I really have to work harder than everyone else, okay? So they just end up having this belief about themselves that they are not smart. And so what happens is when we have these various beliefs about ourselves or the world, these belief systems uh, determine how we perceive the world. They determine how we perceive all of our experiences and the meanings we attach to things. And so they really have a big influence on the life that we're living and what we then create for ourselves. And so the first step is really to change these beliefs that we have, but changing your beliefs isn't easy because it, they are, they for many of us, we've had them for decades um, but it is possible to change them and to form new beliefs and the reason we can do this is because of neuroplasticity um, which I'm sure you would have talked to Tara about you know which is your brain's ability to form new neural pathways through repeated thought and action so I kind of understood this and I also understood at the same time that um, when we whatever we say to our say to ourselves our subconscious determines to be true so if we are saying I'm not good enough I'm not worthy our brain believes that to be true as if we say to ourselves, I am enough, I am worthy, I'm uh I'm, you know, capable of anything I put my mind to, our brains will believe that to be true. And so if we could say affirmations enough, or if we, we could even listen to affirmation playlists, which is where you listen to, let's say, a meditative piece of music while there's uh these kind of affirming statements playing, you could start to reprogram what you believe if you do it regularly enough. No way. So that's cool. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's uh Something that I started straight away, I started falling because our brain's most susceptible to this positive messaging as we're waking up in those first few moments, as we're falling asleep, and when we're in a meditative state. So I started doing that straight away. Um, And then I started immersing myself in self development as a whole. So at this point, I was, I'd kind of heard about manifestation. But really, I wanted to delve into all things to do with self-help. I wanted to just better myself. Mm. And so I would just listen to all kinds of podcasts and read books. And I sometimes say I like brainwashed myself with self-help. And then using all the information that I was getting, I started to formulate these seven steps.
0: So you're listening to these affirmation playlists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're diving into the world of self-help. Mm-hmm. And how did that ch- like? How how do how did that change your life?
1: Um. Well, firstly, I'll say that it changed my life in every way imaginable. I mean, my life now um, is completely different. I mean, in every way, you know, there's no kind of inch of my world that's been left unturned by the positive effects of manifestation. Um. But I think the journey is an is was not one that was overnight. Although something like I met Wade like straight away, that was amazing. But then what happened was, um, after that was not that suddenly my life was perfect. After a few months, actually, what happened was I became pregnant with my son. I was had to suddenly give up all my addictions. I became went into a very dark place. Um, but actually, I had this. I started to look at my past. I started to look at what was where all these wounds were coming from. I started to understand myself better. I started to dream about the future. I started to imagine that there was a future that um, was better and that was happier. And then I started to work towards that. And that wasn't just a, uh, just about visualizing it, but actually firstly figuring out what work I would need to do to get myself to those goals, like mm. being a speaker yeah. or you know, being an author or any of those goals I had, um, but also start to fall in love with myself and be able to have that amazing thing called self-love.
0: What, is, what does loving yourself actually mean?
1: It means to me um, being able to, okay, this is for me, if I could like summarize like what it feels like to love yourself. It's an ability to be able to walk into any room exactly as you are, being yourself and leaving that room, not worrying what everyone else thinks of you because you have this absolute ability to, respect who you are, to love the person that you are, to feel proud of who you are, um, that you are have the freedom and liberation of being yourself. But further than that, it's also about being able to honor where you're at day to day. It's about being able to check in with yourself constantly and know what move, how you're feeling physically, energetically, mentally, and offering yourself what you need whilst also simultaneously being able to honor where you want to be tomorrow. And it's finding that amazing balance.
0: I'm reading a book at the moment called "Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It by Kamal Ravikan, oh, yeah, which is which is interesting. It has some affirmation y type stuff in it. and, yeah. yeah, the affirmation stuff is interesting. like i've 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 dabbled with it over the years, and I've always found it helpful. Mm. But then I've never stuck with the practice, but I've never tried the whole thing of li- listening to a playlist. Um, in the morning and in the evening. I think that's...
1: It's such a good yeah. one. It's a really easy one to do as well, especially if you fall asleep to it. Yeah. But um, affirmations really do work. And I recommend them, you know, I recommend them in the book and all my workshops, whenever I'm talking to clients. Um, they're such an easy tool to use and you can use them throughout the day to replace that inner critic because you can only have one thought at a time. Mm. So when you're, let's say you're going into a meeting and you're thinking, oh my God, what if I fuck up? Or what if I say the wrong thing or whatever it is, you can use an affirmation. If you have like some at your disposal, like ready to go of, I will do my best and that is enough or I am calm, I am at peace, I'm safe. You know, you just say an affirmation, you immediately stop that negative thought pattern, um, you know, from starting to loop or to get bigger, you know, how it can. Um, But I also love them even just to start the day. Today will be an amazing day. I can't wait for the opportunities ahead of me. I can handle anything that comes my way. You can use affirmations throughout the day just to make you feel better.
0: I'm I'm already feeling uplifted just by yeah. you saying that. Just like yeah, that's that's a great way to start the day. <laughs> One thing that I often start my journaling, morning journaling with, yeah. is uh Today is gonna be a great day. I love blah. that. And it's just yes. like because otherwise it's a blank page. I am like, you know what, yes. today's gonna be a great day, blah, 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 blah. And then it's just a nice yes. gets the gets the thing flowing. This episode is very kindly brought to you by Huel. I've been a paying customer of Huel since my fifth year of medical school, since 2017. Actually, since before I started my YouTube channel. And I first started using Huel because my life was pretty hectic. I was juggling lots of different things like medical school and exams and trying to sort out publication points for my future like doctor job applications. And alongside, I was running a business, I was building an app and I was trying to maintain some semblance of a social life. And so Huel actually came in really handy for that. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically a meal in a shake that contains all of the ingredients that are essential to thrive it's got a perfect balance of protein and carbs and fats and vitamins and minerals and these days the huel black edition is my absolute favorite comes in nine flavors salted caramel is my personal favorite and the Huel black edition is particularly good because it is a higher protein version than the huel original it was the original that i was using back in 2017 but the black edition came out a few years ago change the game because it's 40 grams of protein for 400 calories. I'm trying to get hench and so I'm keeping an eye on like my protein intake and it's so nice that I can get that high protein hit as the first thing in the morning. Huel is also very affordable. It comes out to £1.68 per meal for a 400 calorie meal which is actually way cheaper than most of the other options on the market and certainly way cheaper than other you know even standalone protein chicks. Like I said I've been a paying customer of Huel since 2017. My friends literally make fun of me as to how much Huel I have in the house and they're like what you have all this Huel? I'm like yeah it's actually so so good. So if you're interested in signing up for Huel, then head over to Huel.com forward slash deep dive. And if you use that URL, A, it helps us out because then they're keen to sponsor more episodes. But B, you get a completely free t-shirt and a free shaker with your order. So that is hopefully an incentive to use Huel.com forward slash deep dive. And actually, I interviewed the founder of Huel, Julian Hearn, on this very podcast in the very first season. So you can check out that episode if you like. It's got rave reviews, really good episode, all about starting and growing a business. So anyway, thank you so much Huel for sponsoring this episode. This episode is very kindly brought to you by Trading212. Now, people ask me all the time for advice about investing because I've made a bunch of videos about it on the YouTube channel. And my advice for most people is generally invest in broad stock market index funds, which is exactly what you can do completely for free with Trading212. It's a great app that lets you trade stocks and funds and ETFs and foreign exchange if you really want to. And one of the great things about the app is that if you're new to the world of investing, you can actually invest with fake money. You don't have to put real money in. They've got a practice mode where you invest fake money and then it actually tracks what the market is doing in real time. So you can see, had I invested 100 pounds into this thing, what would my return have been? X weeks or X months further down the line. Once you've got some comfort with that, then it's super easy to deposit money into your trading tool into account. You can use Apple Pay like I do initially, or you can use a direct bank transfer. And then once the money is in your Trading 212 account, then you can invest it in basically whatever you want. The other really cool feature about Trading 212 is their pies feature. So what you can do is you can follow people who've created investing pies. For example, someone might have a pie where, I don't know, 30% of it's Apple and 20% is Tesla and 10% is the S&P 500. And you can follow people on the app and see what pies they've created. And you can see the performance of those pies. And then you can just copy and paste a particular pie into your own account. And so that means like, let's say you've got hundred pounds to invest and you've put 50 of it into the S&P 500, but you want to. Be a little bit more experimental with the other 50 pounds you could invest it into a pie where someone else who's generally a pro or someone in their bedroom who just loves the markets has already done all the homework for you also very excitingly there's a new feature that they've added to the app which is a daily interest on your uninvested cash these interest rates may go up or down over time as the economic environment changes, but the cool thing is that you get paid out every single day if you're into that sort of thing. And so if you haven't yet started with investing and you wanna give it a go, then you can download the app on the App Store. And if you use the coupon code Ali, A-L-I, that will give you a totally free share worth up to hundred pounds. It's available on iPhone and Android, and you can check it out by typing in Trading212 into your respective App Store. So thank you so much, Trading212, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so we've mentioned these seven steps a few times. And I know you've got this book, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life. Um, But I guess for someone who may not have come across the book before, and obviously, you know, we'll put a link down in the show notes and in the video description to the book and book number two, which people can check out. And so I wonder if we can just run through these seven steps at a high level. And then I guess me and listeners can, can imagine what steps we would have to do to apply these into our life. And we'll just take it from there.
1: Okay, perfect. Yeah.
0: Cool. So what is step number one?
1: Okay, so step one is to be clear in your vision. So essentially, you can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where it is you are headed. So at the very beginning of your manifesting journey, I ask people to look at where they want to be six months, one year or five years from now, um, and really be able to get some clarity around that. Now, When it comes to being clear in your vision, um, I always say that people – two things are kind of required of them. The first is vulnerability and the second is courage. Um, It takes – it's quite a lot to really be honest with yourself about your dreams and your goals and what you really, really want. Mm -hmm. And that does require you you to be vulnerable because, you know, if I think – back at you know in the beginning of my journey or even now if I think about some of the things I really want like my deepest desires it can feel really scary and it can feel like Oh God, is it really even possible? Or um what would someone else think of me if I did that or if I wanted it? Or what would my family think if I was changing careers? Or, you know, all these different things that that, you know, are quite scary. So it really does require that sense of vulnerability to be honest about what you want and what you want to change. And then it requires courage to allow yourself to actually say it out loud or put it on a vision board or dream about it. Um and so I kind of kind of for me this is it's such a great place to start and a great place of reflection. And I think even in itself, just this step is such a nice opportunity for people to reflect and analyze and look at their lives and what is it that's working for them right now and what do they want to change. Um, And to kind of support this step there, you can do visualization meditations and uh, vision boards. So it's kind of the two main things. Now, visualization is such a powerful tool and there's lots of neuroscience about it. And again, you would have spoken to, to Tara about this, but um, when you repeatedly visualize your goals, your the subconscious parts of your brain starts to prime itself to reaching them. So it filters out any unwanted information and it seeks out opportunities that are aligned with it. But interestingly, I had something recently from, um, it was Dr. John um, DeMartini, and he was saying that when you have values when you whatever your highest values are and what your highest priorities are that are authentically aligned uh with with who, or are aligned authentically with you, with what you really want and that means that they're not the desires of someone around you but what you actually want and what you in your soul really values and prioritizes it your subconscious actually filters out information in the same way i really i never knew that before but actually even with if you have a very clear goal that is aligned with your actual desires, and that's why you need to be vulnerable, your subconscious will seek out opportunities that are aligned with it. And so you will feel that you are manifesting that well, but actually it's because your subconscious is finding those opportunities for you. Whereas if you have a goal that you don't actually really want, let's say you kind of think you should want it, but it's not really what you want, your subconscious isn't looking for those uh, opportunities that are aligned with it and so you think oh god it's not working mm. and so being able to actually be really honest with yourself about what you want is so key in this step as well um so this is step one
0: okay question a few questions on this yes. um how ambitious are these is this vision allowed to be like oh god.
1: as a- as ambitious as you can go
0: but like i'm not realistically going to say you know 6 months from now i want to i want to be a billionaire right like there's there's some level of where where beyond which it it's unreasonable
1: look for me personally yeah. i don't think you should be putting things down for no reason like if you're thinking um if you're putting this isn't a, like i said this isn't about materialism and this isn't about um being ridiculous. Mm. This is about thinking, what do you actually want and feel you need to make your life better? What do you actually, in your heart of hearts, at your deepest core, think you need a billion pounds in six months? Because that to me is more like fantasy. Mm. That's like, oh, yeah fuck it I want a billion dollars right that for me doesn't really come from a meaningful soulful place which is what this practice is based on but if you had a goal that okay I want this many subscribers in 6 months and I want to I want that because my I have a real purposeful why behind that I want to entertain or teach or inspire this many more people that that number can be as high as you want because anything can happen and so this is a, this is really important I think that this isn't just I want to be on a yacht by this time next year. Mm. That might be something that is in your deepest core. Fine, but really be honest with yourself. Like if that is in your deepest core and if that's your top value and why, you know what is the purpose behind the things that you want.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. One. One other. Th- one other question I I, have, I I have is how how do you know if it's what you truly want versus it's what you think you should want based on like society and stuff like are there any questions that you ask people that get at the heart of like is this truly what i i want yeah
1: i think you know i i speak about that kind of more in the second book but i really encourage people to kind of for me i would just sit and do like a journaling practice around this okay because once anyway, once you start this kind of journey of self-love and self-awareness, it's going to get easier to be able to understand what is actually your own opinion and what is someone else's. But being able to sit with yourself and do something like a vision board is an opportunity for you to really have this sacred experience where you can think, what actually, when I think about it, makes me feel Excited, fulfilled, um, at peace, content. You know, we know we get a feeling if we think about something in the future and someone says, okay, you can do this, and you think, oh my God, and it just makes you feel so good. And there's no worry or anxiety attached to it. When there's something we're thinking about something else, but that also, that excitement also comes with this feeling of worry or anxiety or, you know, apprehensiveness. You know, explore where is that coming from? You know, is that because it's not really aligned with what you want? Um, You know, and asking yourself questions, it's like, when did I first want this? Was I influenced by somebody else telling me this was a good thing? What do I think this thing will really bring me? Because, for example, do I think it's going to bring me... you know validation from my family, validation from my peers, validation from the community? do I think it's just going to bring me status or power, or do I think it's going to bring me actual fulfillment and joy and contentment because that's the search here, not the not the former
0: so so you mentioned visualization and vision board mm-hmm. um what is a vision board like if i if I wanted to turn this into a vision board like how how would I like practically go about it?
1: So there's a step-by-step guide in both books um, that make it really easy for people to follow, but essentially it's a visual representation of what you want your life to look like. So I recommend people um, making it this kind of experience for themselves, getting a large sheet of card and uh, splitting their life into different categories and then writing down exactly what they want to happen within a certain timeline. So you write the future date on the top and then you write it down. And so for me, these can be visual. Some people do u- use photos and cutouts of magazines, etc. But most people I see doing that are not making vision boards, they're making mood boards. Hmm. And so I often get tagged in pictures and they all look very pretty, but there's no specifics on there. Okay. okay, a vision board has to be really specific. And so for me, my personal vision boards are just bullet point writing. Okay, so I just put bullet points of everything I want to happen in each category of my life. And I go big. You know, I go really big on these things. And although I always say, you know, manifesting isn't magic, it definitely feels magical because there are things that you know I, I because especially because now i i so know that these steps work i so know that these things that seemingly are un, impossible at the time become possible um i really go big on these dreams that i have and to watch them um happen and you know manifest themselves into my life is extraordinary so i i i love vision boards
0: mm. so it doesn't need to be like a physical Cut out because that's the thing that stopped me from doing it no, like, on oh, a physical piece of paper, uh, mm, okay? So, yeah. not
1: like just on your notes on your phone, yeah. on a physical piece of paper, but just bullet points, just okay. but specific. So, if you want, like, say, someone wants a book deal, okay, which publisher or how far along in the process do they want to be by the end of the year? Yeah. Um, if you want to be on someone's podcast, exactly whose, if you want to have. Um, a promotion, exactly what do you want your salary to be? Uh, what do you want the job title to be? What kind of boss do you want? What kind of uh, colleagues do you want to ha- to be working with? Uh, what do you want the culture in the office to feel like? Um, so you really want to be as specific as you can.
0: Hmm. That's great. Like, I think with all the stuff that I've been, you know, as, as part of my book, a lot of research around like goal setting and things. Mm-hmm. And there is just so much evidence that actually... Actually, setting goals is remarkably helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It just sounds kind of basic, but like, yeah. If generally, if you ask people what they actually want, it's it's really hard to answer that question. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of introspection to be to sit down and be like, oh, yeah, damn, yeah, you know, what do I actually want six months a year, Mm -hmm. three years from now?
1: Yeah, and 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 people wait around for something to come along and make a change in their lives, but you can't make change until you know what that change actually is Mm -hmm. or what you want it to be. And so this really is about taking control of your life and being able to go, okay, I'm going to set some actual clear goals and intentions to give myself some direction to move towards.
0: What do you think about the idea of setting goals that are within your control versus outside of your control? Like, for example, I can control putting out three videos a week, Mm -hmm. but I cannot control getting 10 million subscribers. Because that's a th- an, an outcome that relies on other people to do stuff, so like do, do you draw a distinction between I guess input goals and outcome goals?
1: I would say that for me personally, if there is you have those two distinctions of like I want to do this many videos a week, but you also want to have ten million subscribers, I would personally be putting both of those on uh, on the vision board because. Okay, let's say this. Let's say that for a personal example, at the start of 2022, my book hadn't come out yet, Manifest. I mean, I didn't even know if it was any good. Nobody nobody had read it. There was nothing to say that it would even do well. But I had put down things like, um, I'd put Jay Shetty podcast on there. I'd put um, Sunday Times Bestseller, American Publishing Deal, American Morning TV, uh, Multiple Languages, Seen at Airports. I mean, I went big, okay? Every single one of these happened. Now, Jay Shetty, me putting him specifically, okay, on my vision board, that requires him to take action. But what can I say? I put it on and it happened. Okay, so there is, I think... And this is where the skeptics may switch off, but everything in the universe is made of energy. Okay, we are all energy, our thoughts, emotions, who we are, the sky above us, the chair we're sat on. And I do believe that... um, there is some energetic force greater than ourselves that with the power of manifestation you tap into and things seem to happen. And so there is this kind of amazing sudden synchronicity that begins to happen in in your life. And these things that you wanted seem to appear, not completely by magic. I mean, look, Jay Shetty, Saw the book that I had put out, let's say. Okay. And so, of course, because I had made a book and because it had been successful, he invited me on. But I also reached out to Jay and said, I want to be on your podcast. Okay. So it wasn't like completely fluke. And so there's this balance of things being like drawn through this energetic force and you having to take action and do the doing, which is step three align your behavior. Um, But with something like 10 million followers, you know, the internet's a mad place. You could make one thing that goes absolutely viral or multiple or suddenly one particular person just, you know, shares your channel or whatever it is and and then these numbers suddenly start to grow. So, I mean, I would be putting it all down. Mm. The only thing I wouldn't be putting down is something like win the lottery, Mm. okay? Because that is just luck.
0: Mm. That is
1: absolutely nothing. There's nothing you can do about that like you have no influence over those lottery numbers
0: okay so manifesting the weather to be nice on my wedding day probably a bad idea
1: probably because i yeah. can't really
0: do anything you about the weather on my the weather. wedding yeah. day <laughs>
1: yeah okay
0: but with almost everything else even outcomes that are outside of our control yes. there is stuff that we can do we, yes. we can align our behavior with the outcome yes. that we want yes and so to become the sort of person that jay shetty would have on their show yeah. You write a book that's yeah. actually good. And yeah. then you reach out to them and yeah. be nice. And it's yeah. like, you know, then these things are not as out of reach as they might initially yeah. seem. Yeah. Sick. Okay. So I'm going to try a vision board. Um, Visualization, you, you mentioned there are visualization meditations. Like, what is, yeah. what do you so mean by I that? Yeah. So I
1: just type, like, I have some on my website, Manifesting Meditations. YouTube has tons. Mm. Find a voice that you like um, and do a guided visualization meditation. First guided, then you might eventually feel that you can just do it on your own. Mm. Um, I love doing them before bed. I still do them before bed. Mm. I just sink into my future self, what I want, into the feeling of having it, uh the feeling of gratitude around it. um yeah, I think they're so powerful
0: What do you think of the uh, you know there's that whole thing that the Buddha used to say, which is or says which is that um desire is suffering, and mm. there's there's people who say that when you set goals or desires. That's a contract that you're making with yourself to suffer until you hit that particular goal.
1: Yeah, I'm totally anti that. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, so step five is embrace gratitude without caveats. And this is about, I call this the manifesting sweet spot, knowing what you want whilst being entirely grateful for all that you already have. Okay, so this isn't about setting these goals and then obsessing over them. Okay, to me, that's actually got this really desperate, low vibe energy. This is about setting your goals, doing what you can day to day. To you know, step two, remove fear and doubt. Step three, align your behavior, um, overcome obstacles. Step four, you know, overcome tests from the universe. But actually, then being able to sink into this real vibration of gratitude, having this incredible and real appreciation for all that you already have and being in an abundant mindset. And in that way, you're able to enjoy the journey and able to surrender to the journey, um, trusting, in that's step seven, trust in the universe. That's about surrendering to the journey that gets you there, knowing that when you do all these things, when you're able to You know, be clear on your goals, work on your self-healing journey, align your behavior, which means taking action, overcome tests, persist through challenges, embrace gratitude and turn envy into inspiration. Once you can do all these things, you trust that you will reach your goals, but you don't need to try and control every single step of the way, you know, and every movement that's going to lead you there. There has to be this element of absolute surrender. And Oprah talks about it often, know what you want, then let it go. And that's the kind of like sweet spot and the, the magic. You know, if somebody asked me what was my real um, like secret ingredient to my own personal manifesting journey, you know, I manifest so powerfully. It is that I, anything I want, I'm able to let go of. I never obsess over wanting something because I have this like real faith and ability to come back into the present moment. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that does seem to be the sweet spot. Mm. Um, like setting a destination in order to set your direction, yeah. but then kind of forgetting about the fact that like this is, uh, or rather not fixating on the fact that that's a exactly. destination is actually just focusing on the journey and enjoying the journey and
1: exactly kind
0: of taking it one step at a time
1: imagine that you're going on holiday and you're so excited to get to where you want to go if you were just fixated that like, i just need to get there and some people are like this before holiday oh i don't want to travel i don't want to i don't want to have to do all the like headache of packing and getting to the airport and oh the long flight and i just need to get there and that whole journey is so unenjoyable for them mm. and they feel they cannot relax or actually just like be in it until they get there, and then there's another type of person that is like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited! I get to... and the minute they finish work, you know, on that Friday, and they're going on the Saturday, they are so in it. They're so grateful. My holiday starts now. I'm going to get to the airport three hours early because I love it and I'm so excited. And on the plane, they're you know getting their journal out and watching films, and they for them the whole experience becomes part of the holiday rather than just waiting to get to the destination.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I like going on a hike. Like the point of going on a hike isn't really to get to the destination. It's to go on the hike.
1: Exactly. You
0: can't really go on a hike without a destination in mind. Otherwise you're just wandering aimlessly. So it's like you have your destination, but then you enjoy the hike. Exactly. Okay. Nice. Man. Okay. I need to try this this, um, visualization meditation and also the vision board. (laughs) Um, Okay. Step two. What is step two? (laughs)
1: step two is remove fear and doubt so fear and doubt is the combination of all your insecurities low self-worth limiting beliefs um, all the things that are holding you back and the kind of two things really standing in the way of you and your goals are these things fear and doubt um and for all of us we have buckets of it really I don't think there's anybody that could say I don't have any and that's why that in that question of um you know fear I always say, if fear and doubt weren't standing in your way, what would you really want? You know, that's how you really get to the crux of what you want because fear and fear, fear and doubt are so powerful that they don't even let you think about what you want, yeah. you know, in the first place. So it feels
0: almost painful to be like, oh no, I could never get, like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to think about it because no, exactly. it's, it's never going to happen.
1: Exactly. Um, and so the kind of removal of this fear and doubt is this is the healing journey required. This is why manifesting is a self-development practice. And this really is about, you know, there's kind of two parts of it. One part of it is for, you know, really being able to heal those wounds, um, of our past is working with therapists, counselors, um, healers, you know, anybody that can help you to understand yourself better. And so I really am kind of pro-external support. But there's also things that you can do day to day to start to reprogram the way you feel about yourself. And so I have so many tips in the book about how to change your language, the way you speak to yourself, um, journaling, how to change your perspectives, um, using affirmations, meditations, how to cultivate more self-love. So this is really an ongoing process.
0: Sick. Remove fear and doubt. Okay, step three.
1: Step three is align your behavior. So this really is all about taking action. This is about uh, create being the change you want to create and uh, being able to step outside your comfort zone, take risks, um, do the things that you know you need to do to get to where you want to go. So for a lot of us, we have goals We kind of already in in our hearts know what we need to do to get there, but we don't do them because Mm. we are influenced by our fear and doubt. So let's say we know we need to, you know, if we wanted to grow our business, we would probably have to be on social media more. We would have to reach out to more clients. We would have to ask for help, but we don't do it because we're scared and we're waiting to feel ready enough or for something a post to be perfect enough to post or whatever it is holding us back. But lining your behavior is asking you to kind of transcend that fear and doubt and be able to act as your future self would. So I ask people in this step to really think about the person that they want to become, their higher self, their best self, the most empowered self, and think how would that person behave? What decision would they make? What would they do? And then start to do it. And so I use this term, fake it till you become it, you know, which is my twist on fake it till you make it. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, this is really about that's kind of like forward momentum. And I always say, look, there's no substitute to hard work. You can't think your way to success. This mm. is about absolutely taking action, doing the work that's required.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, all of this stuff is just so 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 resonating with me. Even like out, outside of the language of manifest, outside mm-hmm. of the language of manifesting, it's like even, even even if we take away all of that, all of the spiritual component. This yeah. is also evidence-based in terms of you know oh God, totally. set a goal, recognize the emotions that are getting in the way that are holding yes. you back from that goal, take action.
1: It's such an it's, obvious process. It, yeah. <laughs> like when I say the seven steps, I'm like, of course it fucking works. Yeah. Like, excuse my language, of course it changes your life. Like, how could it not? Yeah. Like it, they're so practical and accessible, and I do think that's why this book has been so successful because. It really isn't anything, whoa, you don't need to be spiritual to enjoy this book.
0: This episode is very kindly sponsored by Shopify. Shopify is great. Shopify is an easy to use all-in-one commerce platform that literally anyone can use to start and grow and scale a business from zero to like multi-billion dollars in revenue. Shopify lets you sell basically anything online or in person or across social media. And they power millions of businesses in over 175 countries. We've been using Shopify for the last several years, A, to sell our physical digital product planners in the essentially product line. And we're using Shopify to build a tech brand that we're working on the behind the scenes and the website and stuff as we speak. Again, everything powered by Shopify. And it's great. It just makes the whole system so easy. It plugs into the fulfillment options. It plugs into sort of the delivery options. It's just like so handy to have Shopify as this all-in-one platform to manage literally all aspects of our commerce business. So if you're considering starting or growing your commerce business, then head over to shopify.com forward slash deep dive. And that URL will let you sign up for a totally free trial so you can try Shopify out and see if it vibes with you. So thank you so much, Shopify, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so we're on step three, align your behavior. Yeah. Step four.
1: Step four is overcome tests from the universe. So Mm. for me, um, any skeptics listening, don't freak out about the word universe. But, um, you know, for me, what I believe is that when we're on our way to our goals, the universe, this energetic force, whatever, presents you with uh, obstacles to overcome on your way. And these obstacles really ask of you to... They're kind of testing how worthy you really think you are. So if, for example, you're uh, trying to manifest your soulmate, okay. So let's say that you've had this vision board person, you've written down all the qualities you want in them, what kind of relationship you want to have, you've worked on feeling, you know, that you're worthy of love, then you've aligned your behavior by going on dating apps or allowing your friends to set you up. You go on a date and it's amazing. And you think, oh my God, this is incredible. This Mm. is the one. And then you don't hear from them for four days. And then they text you four days later and they say, hey, what's up? That to me is a test. (laughs) Okay. The test is how worthy do you really think you are of the kind of relationship you deserve? Because anyone that's texting you four days after a day is really not that interested. Okay. I think we can all agree on that. Mm -hmm. But for somebody that is still in that place of fear and the doubt that still feels that actually I don't know if I'm worth more than this they will st- they will continue engaging with this person t- spending their energy on that person whereas somebody that can actually say no I know I'm worthy of more than this will be able to say no I see this is a test and I'm going to say no and and close the door and create more energetic space for the right thing to come mm-hmm. and so you can apply this to kind of any kind of situation but you have to keep asking yourself is this obstacle? Is this test allowing me to show my worth? You know, am I am I able to overcome it and show that I believe I am worthy of more, um, or do I kind of fall at the hurdle? and it's also you know for me this step really is about it's not only about that which is really essentially just about not settling for less than you deserve but it's also about how well you're able to deal with any challenge that comes your way any rejection any obstacle because you always have a choice you allow it to say to you oh see I knew it wasn't going to happen for me I knew it wasn't right and then you give up and of course then you never manifest your goals or you're able to say no what can I learn from this what meaning can I take from it what's the lesson here how can I persist through the challenge. And so for me, I really believe, and I I I I truly believe that this is the for me the my favorite step because manifesting is about real life and there are challenges. And this allows me to deal with those challenges with so much more ease mm. and so much more resilience and so much more strength because I just see it as an opportunity. I know I'm going to up-level on the other side. Whenever I'm going through a period of time where things are tough, I'm like something good is coming on the other side. There is a reward on the other side. And I do believe that the universe rewards you after hardship.
0: What well, are steps five, five to seven?
1: Step five is embrace gratitude without caveats. Uh, my mum really summed this step up for me. So growing up in Arabic, she used to say this phrase to me, which translated as for every thanks you give, you get a thousand in return. Hmm. And so this for me is is really all about understanding that having an, a real appreciation for life um, puts you in this abundant mindset and you attract more good into your life the life gives you more things to be grateful for but this really also is just about improving your overall well-being your mental health everything I mean There are so many, um, so many studies about the power of gratitude and the effects it has on our sleep, depression, anxiety, um, overall well-being. And even Dr. Joe Dispenza did that amazing experiment where uh, he got participants to practice gratitude three times a day for four days in a row and their immune system strengthened by 50%. Mm. So gratitude really is so, so powerful and it allows us to really enjoy the journey while we're on it. Um, step six is then turn envy into inspiration. So envy comes from this really scarcity mindset, which says you have something and that might mean less for me. And you know, for, well, look, we all feel it, especially you know. I don't know how many small business owners you know are listening, but gosh, you know, when you're putting your life and soul into your small business and then you see a com- you, you know a competitor brand, you know, doing well, it's really hard. You mm. get that feeling of of envy. But this is about firstly, being aware of your envy when it's coming up and understanding how you can transform it into inspiration. Inspiration is the antithesis of envy and comes from this really high vibrational, abundant mindset that you have something and I can have it too. Hmm. Okay, so I encourage people to uh, and give people tips on how to be more aware and know how they can turn that into inspiration and even go further by really celebrating other people's success, because other people's success show us what's possible.
0: Mm. Amazing. And then, and then step seven?
1: step seven is trust in the universe. So this is all about looking for the synchronicities in your life, the coincidences. Uh, you know, you're thinking about someone, and you know you. They text you, or if I had it happen to me yesterday, I was really thinking about someone in a yoga class and I had quite a strong emotional thought about them. I'd, I'd actually felt bad about the way a conversation had ended with them like two years prior. And I just really came up in this yoga practice. 20 minutes later, they walked past me. Oh. And I was like, there it is again, hmm. you know. So it's, it's looking for those synchronicities and allowing them to show you that there is some energetic force that is always listening to you, to your thoughts and your actions. Uh, and that they do influence what is happening around you. And then it's about just trusting that if you do all the rest of the steps, what you want will come to you.
0: All right, that's great stuff. Thank okay. you. Um, so we've, we've talked about the seven steps and yeah. I'm super inspired. I'm going to try out the um, step one later yeah. today, actually. And then they do do the visualization meditation and also make a start on some kind of vision board. What mistakes do you see people, mistakes do you see people make with manifestation, I guess, in your, you know, in your last five years of of mm. of teaching this stuff?
1: Uh, so the main thing I think is just that thinking it's about visualization or a vision board or visualization meditation. So people often say to me, oh, I'll get a message saying, I've been doing it every night. And n- nothing's happening. And I'm like, doing what every night? You know, like, what do you mean doing it? Yeah. Because manifesting isn't a ritual. It's not an it thing that you do every night um, or every morning. It is a way of living. These steps you live and breathe. And when you understand the process, but I think that people get under the impression or make the mistake. Obviously, I did ask that person if she'd read the book, she hadn't just said yeah, why. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's. Uh, it's this idea that there is a ritual that you can do, and that will be enough to attract things into your life. and it's just not the case. But the other mistake people make, I think, is becoming too obsessive and desperate for with their goals. and that's where they keep their vision boards out in front of them. They become like, They become obsessive over it. And I think that is this really jarring energy, which I think stops you having from it. I think everybody actually will have an experience that they know. They can see this for themselves. When you have been so desperate for something, how often does it not come to fruition? Mm. And I think it's that desperation that really blocks it from coming in. I think actually you need that openness and surrender and trust to actually attract it in that last step.
0: Yeah, got it. And then beyond the sort of vision board, which you, you mentioned, you do it maybe every year, and then you look at it every six months or so. Yeah. Do you have another any other formal goal setting or review kind of process in your life?
1: So for me personally, I just have a journal where it might be once a month or once every two months, or it might be with my yeah. team that I'll be like, okay, we need to set some new goals or get some things that we want to manifest. But hmm. to be honest with you, this year. Um, I I manifested so many of the things that I wanted and I feel so content and I feel like I've been still on a healing journey throughout this whole time you know even who I am now to six months ago is so so different um, but I'm not constantly setting myself new goals because actually I'm in a chapter right now of my life where I'm just really enjoying being and just enjoying things as they are there was there's that great quote which is um remember the time you have you wish for the things you have now yeah and I really for me that really stuck with me and I was like yeah like wow I'm really right now living my dream so it's not that I'm now like okay on to the next I'm just in a space of enjoying it right. but when the time comes new goals
0: <laughs> amazing <laughs> Roxy, thank you so much. I think that's a good place to end this. Um, any any final words of wisdom for people who might have might have listened towards you know to the entire length of this episode so far?
1: Oh, well, firstly, thank you if you did listen to the end. And um, no, just that you know you do really have so much more power than um, I think any of us give ourselves credit for. We we have the power to make remarkable and transformative changes in our lives.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Bye-bye.